The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm your host, Kat Victorino, and joining me today are Nathaniel James and James Little. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Well, first, the Niner Empire GB group has a couple announcements to make. This off-season brought some great changes to some of our lives, and first, we would like to congratulate our own James Little and his fiancée, Sherelle, on the birth of their boy, Billy. Welcome to the Empire, Billy. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> we also want to congratulate our own Martin Hughes and his bride, Don Evans, on their nuptials this past weekend. Congratulations. We hope you enjoy many more years together. Congratulations. Congratulations, Martin. All right. We are finally back after an extended hiatus. Are we ready to talk all things football and, more importantly, Niners? Yes. <laughs> all right. It's been so long and such a busy off season, and we've gotten through preseason. We are ready for the season to begin this weekend. Where do we begin? Should we talk about the roster? Should we talk about the practice squad? What do you, where do you guys want to start? We've got to look at the team that's going into week one of the new NFL season for our team. That's what we've got to do. So for you guys, what was the biggest surprise from the final cuts to get the roster down to the 53-man? I'll be honest, there wasn't really that many surprises for me. There was the toy N, oh, whose last name I'm going to struggle with. Great start to the new season, all that. Is it uh, Kintuni? Akitune? Yeah, I thought he earned in pre-season from what I'd seen. I got really excited for pre-season. And then I remembered, after about 20 minutes, it's pre-season. So, yeah, and you can tell, can't you? But no, I thought he'd earned enough for a roster space. And I also think with Shanahan's system, how much he utilises tight ends. It wouldn't have hurt to add an extra one, but... These guys know what they're doing. I've said, you know, I said it all last season. Still fully trusting in the process and the people that are taking us through this process. I think the acquisitions and the way they've gone about things. They haven't gone in all guns blazing. It's we said last year, and I'm going to start in terms of the overall roster and what we've ended up with. I wasn't massively surprised. So the only real surprise for me was the the tight end there not making the team, but because of the way Shanahan utilises tight ends in his system. I mean, obviously we'll go on to talk about it, but. My fear, looking at the roster, is the lack of depth in the running back. And now they've only really got Morrison Brader, haven't we, at the minute? I know, well, yeah, McKinnon. McKinnon's injured, isn't he? Which is a shame, because he was brought in, picked by Kyle Shanahan for his system and the way he plays. And I think the two running backs that we've got, Morris has been in his system before and had the best year, or the best, put the best that's under Shanahan, which they can, they say this a lot about a number of players, what he did at free. Deontay Freeman at the Falcons wouldn't be the running back either now without Shanahan and how they, he used him on that run up to the Super Bowl. So let's hope we get productivity out of Morris. He, we knew he was going to leave, so that's my concern is the running back. But you quite often find with that position that the you know you can pick up guys from teams and they, they, these guys can come out of nowhere running back. That's my concern is the running back. In terms of the final roster cut, is just that tight end. I thought he was going to make it as well. So the final depth chart was published yesterday, and at running back, they have, they're have they listing Breda as the starter, Morris as the backup, and Mostert as the third. Do we think Morris should have been the starter? Should have been the first running back? No, because he's, he's only just come into the organization, hasn't he? You, I mean, I think that would 
from my point of view, I don't really know how the, the locker room, how an NFL locker room works, but if you bring, I know he's got NFL experience, but if you brought him in and put him straight above Breda in the depth chart, I think Breda would feel a bit hard done by. So I don't, I know he's above him in the depth chart, but I can see, I can see the carries being very heavily split. It also depends what plays we run as well. So I see Morris as being a better pass catcher than Breda. Breda more as a traditional run, running, running back, if you'd like. And obviously we knew McKinnon was would have been out of the three of them or the four four running backs. He would have been the pass catcher. That's what he was brought in for was his pass catching abilities. But alas, we haven't got him. It's, I mean, we we never start the season with a healthy builder. I mean, I think I was reading today the Falcons, the only team. There must be a fact of the last team to go into a system with not one player on the IR list, and the Falcons are going into this season to the game Thursday, of course it is. Uh, they're the first team to be going in without a player on the IR list from as long as I can remember anyway. I mean, I've not been following it too many years. I'm sure you probably remember a bit more, Cat. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it was never it was never going to be, well, easy. It's not started yet. It's not started yet. It could be easy. But that's looking at the roster, that's, that's my opinion on that anyway. I'm still excited, though. What about you, Nathaniel? Well, you know, it's been quite an interesting kind of um, off-season. I was watching the kind of the pre-season game three because I, I think when you kind of get to that stage, you're at, you're kind of that's kind of the like the dress rehearsal, isn't it, really? And I think that uh, you know, obviously, even though it is pre-season, I think players are competing. They they they're looking to get you know those roster spots and everything. So I, I think even at that stage, you know, and I, I think it's reference to you know watching hard knocks with the Browns take it really seriously, and it, you know it is beneficial for for them to actually take that so yeah it's been interesting I kind of what I picked out from kind of game three was I thought when I was watching Nick Mullins and Bethard play it was obviously quite similar with Shanahan's scheme I I think that at times Bethard's been with the team now for over a year he is our backup quarterback and at times even when I was watching all these games I I thought there were times where I thought he's, he's actually kind of in a sense struggling a little bit so I mean I know it's early early season I think it's it's difficult as players are getting back used to playing at that level again but it was just interesting to watch I think uh, you know one game I think I watched um, when Nick Mullins was playing I thought oh, he's, he's doing quite well but I guess in a sense mirroring what James said it is only pre-season these are players that aren't going to be they're not playing up against starters yeah that was one of the things I also thought that when I watched there was a few plays that I saw Jeremy McNichols play in terms of him being that kind of um, running back obviously he was cut as well he had quite a good game in game three so it must be quite difficult but I guess it's going to give them you know the players that have been cut the experience to look at where they can be picked up potentially by other teams um, and go from there but yeah in comparison to the actual roster itself no doubts about what Shanahan and Lynch are are doing in terms of the scheme that they're producing I think they've set up a team that are going to make us I hope proud this season we are a competitive football team so I hope that it just mirrors what we saw at the end of last season I think we all hope that (laughs) and it's okay to say it's okay to say that you think Mullins played better in the preseason better because I think everybody saw that and it raises the question if anything happens to Jimmy G, but let's not tempt fate with that quite yet. Well, yeah, and here's the other thing. Here's the here's here's some of the takeaways that I have from that dress rehearsal game, um, because that is the game I did really pay attention uh, pretty heavily while the first 
while the starters were on the field, um, I really felt like they got off to a slow start every single game. I felt like the first team's performance, unless they were holding back, I was a little concerned um, because I was not seeing the uh, crispness and deliberateness of the play execution that we saw at the end of the year last year. And I, I feel like we still have the red zone efficiency issues. I mean, that, that third game, we were 20%, one for five in efficiency in that dress rehearsal game. The team is still making a lot of mistakes. They were penalized 10 times for 98 yards in that, in that dress rehearsal game. The offense lost the ball twice with one becoming a touchdown. So, okay, let's talk a bit about Reuben Foster because we know he was going to be suspended. He's been placed on the reserve suspended list. How will his suspension affect the defense? Ah, Reuben. Reuben, Reuben, Reuben. I didn't think I'd see you again, Reuben. You silly boy. Um, what a summer it's been for that man, eh? Well, man, boy, let's hope he's turned into a man. It's obviously going to impact us because he's, he's, a, he's talent. His ability and his talent. But let's just hope that he's he's grown up a little. Certainly, I hope in detail. But I hope he's grown up a little bit. I hope he concentrates on his football. Let's hope he appreciates it more. I think it will make him appreciate it because he very very nearly had it all taken away. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to be an absolute force to be reckoned with. You know, I love him. I think he's brilliant. It's my favourite position in the game. If I ever played, or that's where I would like to play. But he, he's going to be a miss. He's going to be a miss when he's not on the field. But let's just be grateful that he's on our team and we are going to see him on the field. Yeah, I, I think going to be quite a, you know, he is quite a vocal player. Obviously, you know, I think following what, you know, that last season we lost Navarro and it obviously had an impact on everybody. I think that obviously, and from what I understand now, he's a free agent. But just kind of going back to it, I think Ruben obviously is, you know, a very talented player. As you said, James, I think he's very lucky. It's quite difficult to know. And I don't think we really know the intricacies as to what, you know, really did have everything regarding Ruben around the gun charge and the marijuana. We only get that little snapshot from the, the outside as to, you know, what happens really. Because um, obviously police have to sort of deal with it in their own sort of way. Obviously going to have some, we have lost him, but we've still got some defensive players that, that are around yeah it will be an interesting sort of season initially well good for james he's only suspended for two games so that we know we'll see him by week three i'm going to throw an unpopular opinion out there because i've been watching some of what's been going on with training camp and some of the news coming out of santa clara and it certainly seems like Richard Sherman has basically taken him under his wing and is trying to mentor him to make better choices and be a better person as well as a better football player. So I'm giving props to Sherman for that. I just, you know, I wanted to add, like, with regards to, you know, the Foster situation, I guess in a sense it'll be good now because obviously, I mean, the whole situation about him, you know, being out for a few games is obviously going to have an impact but Malcolm Smith's going to be coming 
coming back, isn't he? So, and he was out with injury for pretty much the whole of the last season. So that hopefully, you know, maybe he'll do something and, and fill, fill a void um, for Buster whilst he's away. But yeah, I think, James, you're right. Richard Sherman, he is a decent player. Obviously, I think everybody, <laughs> that whole situation where he ate a turkey at the 50-yard line and the whole um, issue around him being <laughs> intercepting, yeah, Crowdtree. I, th- I think we all, it's probably one of our most recent painful kind of memories. But I think that aside, I mean, I've been watching those NFL Life videos with Richard Sherman and he is really, he just looks at the game completely differently. I know that he's been, you know, talking a lot, you know, he, he does trash talk a lot on the field, but get that aside, when he actually talks about the game, his intelligence around what he's doing in the cornerback position, it's just it is phenomenal really I just you know I remember those comparisons that he was saying oh I you know I was going to be a wide receiver I think it was and he did you know eventually he changed that and he became a a cornerback but hopefully he's had two ACLs which obviously he's gonna hopefully you know he'll be able to come back come back this season play you know play well I do think that with Sherman kind of he's obviously formulated this contract of his own and he's been his own scout contractor and so I think that in a sense he's formulated this contract but I think that it's hard to know how it will go and I think in a sense Shanahan all right Lynch they, Lynch and Shanahan you know brought Sherman over but I think we just have to sort of be you know kind of mindful that you know he's quite a few years old now what is he like 30 so I, I mean obviously I, I think in a sense potentially he's one of the veterans on you know on the team now but he's going to have to really prove himself just just as much as everybody else on that team in order to play so it will be a very interesting season I'd never thought I'd see number 25 in red I've always seen it on like <laughs> advertised like what would be you know the worst thing you know what would what would make you uh, cringe and it would be Richard Sherman wearing a 49ers jersey <laughs> so yeah um, it will be an interesting season but I think we'll just you know we'll have to see how how it all pans out really Mm-hmm. I think we all did. This, this time last season, that's exactly what I wanted to happen with Bowman. That's what I envisaged Bowman doing. I think Sherman is that character. And oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about the offseason too much. That is a very unpopular position. When I seen a sign him, I, he's possibly, yeah, he, he was probably the player I hated the most in the NFL. If if I'm on about if if I'm honest, he was the player I hated the most in the NFL. And um, when we signed him, I was not happy, not a happy bunny. And a lot a lot of the fans, well, I think he's going to prove me wrong. I think he's going to make me happy. He's on our team. You look at what he's achieved in the game. Take away all my personal thoughts. What he's done in the game, at his position is he's. I've looked into his stats. Every just phenomenal, really phenomenal player at that position and he's on our team now and if he's doing something like that it's that exact sort of action that's going to win round the faithful and you know make him make us happy he's on our team I think he knew when he took the deal to join our team he was up already up against a getting himself back fit and he might not play to the level that he played to before for the other team that he played for you know, he, he's he's on a, he's got a, he's got many battles. He's got to win the fans over. He's got to prove his fitness to him, to himself and to us and to the league. And he's also got to perform. Let's hope he can perform to the standard he performed to before. He's got to perform. He's a really important season for Richard Sherman. But if he's doing something like that, then that sort of that sort of thing is certainly when it comes to doing something like that for my man Fast, that's going to win us round. I've seen a lot of. I don't know whether they particularly targeted him or immediate team. 
for the 49ers were done a really good job with Sherman and God I didn't think I'd hit I didn't think I'd say it but I think it's a good thing he's on our team and that's certainly a good thing he's doing for Foster well I think if he's healthy and he can perform he is going to even if he's not that healthy and has lost a step he is going to draw the attention away from our younger DBs and our safeties because teams are going to double team him because they don't know what to expect and I think He's actually probably in good enough shape to maybe have lost a step, but not that much. I mean, the man is good. Let's admit it. He's a damn good cornerback. And if we had drafted him when Harbaugh was our coach, uh, by the way, which is what Sherman wanted, he wanted to be a 49er. He wanted to rejoin Harbaugh. I think he's going to do exactly what Deion Sanders did for Eric Davis and Merton Hanks, where Deion pulled all that attention away from those two, and they were able to step up and intercept. And, you know, Mert got to do his chicken dance and score. And I think we have that potential with Sherman. I'll be the first to admit, I never did like him, but he owned our receivers. And that's why I never did like him. The man has had no run-ins with law enforcement he's had no drug suspensions he's had no wife beating nothing that players on our team have been arrested for so bringing someone like that who has a measure of integrity as well as the smarts for the game onto our team is nothing but a good move and I know the empire is very divided around him and I and I respect that everyone is entitled to their opinion I also think he you know he does need to prove himself but we also need to give him a chance to prove himself well it it, for me it was the process of accepting him the way I accepted Deion Sanders you know I mean for years Deion was a falcon and then all of a sudden he's going to be one of us what are you thinking you know and it's the exact same thing so you know, I got through the off season. Okay, I actually saw him on the field once for as a Niner. All right, I I will accept, and let's move forward. Let's let's win some games. <laughs> I really want to sort of you know apologize to Dipak if this um, little bit has um, upset him. Um, not 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 meant to upset you. We we just you know we've got to make we've got to make a sort of sense of what what's happened. You know, over the last you know few weeks, few months. All right, shall we talk about the game? There's a game this weekend. I cannot wait. There is a game. Oh, my God. Okay, so the 49ers open the regular season on Sunday, September 9th in Minneapolis to take on the Minnesota Vikings. The game will start at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 6 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, which means you guys will not have that late of a night. And uh, just to let everyone know, listen in the UK, it's Sky's featured game. Which means we're going to have to put up with Neil Reynolds on the coverage. No, it's on Sky Television, so if you haven't got Game Pass or anything like that, and you'll you find yourself on a Sunday trying to find our game on various websites, it's on Sky. So yeah, it's a featured game on Sky. First get first game of the new season, and it's my team. What's not to like? It's going to. I've never looked forward. Well, I have looked forward to a Sunday so much, but Sundays have not been the same. So, but yeah, as for the game itself, I don't know. Nathaniel, how do you? How, I'll let you open on this one. How do you see this one going? I think it's going to be a real close game, to be honest. I think that I was watching a little bit of the Vikings game. Obviously, the new acquisition of Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. You know, that's quite a big deal, really. They've got obviously they they are a com- competitive team. I think they've got they've got quite a good offense and deep defense really. So I, I see it being quite a, a close game. It's always quite difficult, and I think obviously as 
Kat's just mentioned about this preseason, you know, this dress rehearsal. I think there were points where, you know, we did see Jimmy make some exceptional passes and move the chains forward and there, but we're just going to have to, it's going to be, you know, really have to be tightened up. We're going to have to just compete and play just as well as we did when we played the Jaguars last season, um, because I think it's going to be quite a hard, challenging game. Again, they've got home field, home crowd advantage as well. We'll just have to see what team turns up on, on the day, really. Well, and Mark gathers some really great stats. The Niners currently lead the series all time, 23-22-1. The last meeting was a 20-3 win for the Niners on Monday Night Football in Week 1 of 2015. At Levi's, however, Carlos Hyde had scored two touchdowns to win Jim Tomsula's first game in charge. The concern? Hmm. The Niners have lost their last five trips to Minnesota. Uh, last winning there in 92 when Ampley's two touchdowns helped the Niners to win 20-17. to Vikings looked decent in preseason, winning three of their four preseason games, uh, losing to the, the Jaguars. Here's the stat that it bothers me, but how applicable will it be this season? Because we don't know what kind of team they're going to field, just like we don't know what kind of team we're going to field yet. The Vikings had the best defense in the NFL last season, finishing first in total yardage and points allowed, and second in total passing and rushing yardage allowed. It's not going to be easy. I think this is a real tough opening game for us. You just said the stat right there. They had the best defense in the NFL. And correct me if I'm wrong, but... They've not lost any of that defence, have they? I do not believe so. Xavier Rhodes, very dangerous quarterback. Uh, quarterback, cornerback. And our lack of red zone of red zone efficiency, we could see that. We could have a really frustrating first game, if I'm honest. Don't want to go straight out of the gates with negativity. But I do think it's going to be a close game. And I think we, we may have a little bit of frustration in terms of what our offense and the defense, for, I was you know we I was quite positive on our defense going into the season, but there's a real concern with pass rushes. Marsh, he's he's, he's a solid player, but yeah, and we've lost Dumerville's retired, which I think is a big loss. I think, uh, I mean, when a player wants to retire, a player wants to retire. But I would have hoped that we could have persuaded him to stay for another season. I think he was a he was quite an asset to our team. Let's just hope Thomas and uh, Armstead can step. I mean, I'm looking to those two. They're first-round draft picks. They've both been okay, but neither of them have particularly set you know set the league alight considering their first-round draft picks. I'm looking to them for our defense, but in terms of the Vikings, I think it's going to be a difficult game. Let's just hope that our fantastic quarterback picks up where he left off last season and I'm I'm not expecting I know it's going to happen Marquis Goodwin he's going to have a brilliant season this season and he's I think he's going to put himself up there in the top 10 receivers in the league if not higher possibly but um, I think he really matured last season we all know the particular instance that happened last season but I think as an is he put that aside his overall play last season there was a lot of sparks for something to ignite, and I think this season it'll ignite. Garson is, you know, I think he's a solid hand. Reminds me more of Baldin that we had solid hands. He's a possession receiver, and Goodwin's going to be our deep threat, our speedster. We've got uh, Pettis, who's a new addition to the team this season. I think he'll be on returns, and I like Tra- I like Taylor in the slot. So I think we've got a good offense going into this league, going into this season, but it's going to be difficult. In a sense, I think you know. Goodwin, I think he's going to have a really 
great season. I really do hope he does because I think, again, that's an ambassador for the game, really, isn't it? In terms of what you know, the all, everything that happened last you know season, how he was with with pe you know with people, and how he handled everything. Just a professional all round, really. I think that you know, obviously, the good thing I, this season we, we we didn't really see Pierre Garcon and Jimmy Garoppolo. Pass, you know, that them two playing together, that that'll be um, interesting. It will give um, a different dynamic, if you like, because obviously, I think that kind of last season, Marquis Goodwin was utilised quite a lot in terms of you know that that position. But then, I guess, in a sense, Karl Juszczyk, you know, he really did play well towards the end of last season and Jimmy was able to you know to take advantage of him in, in the, those you know kind of positions I think offensively we, we've we have got quite a good receiving core including Juszczyk it will be very interesting I think as we've mentioned already I think our offensive line I mean that that's going to be interesting because in a sense we've changed you know there's been a number of players that have been added that's changed quite a lot so we'll we'll just as I say, the last few weeks that, that we've seen, it's not we've not had red zone reduction, but it will be interesting to see. You know, once we get all preseason out of the way and get on with Sunday, that's when the serious stuff happens. Same here, same here. I don't want it. This one, I don't want to sound so downbeat considering we haven't even played a game yet. But you know, it's 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 not an easy opening game at all. I'd have much preferred to have played. I don't know. You joke about the Browns, but. Uh, I, I, I think they're going to be a lot better this season. I'd sooner have played the Raiders. Let's put it that way. I'd, I'd, I'd like to. Not, I would have liked an opening game against the Raiders, but uh, never mind. Uh, we've got the Vikings, and it's not going to be an easy task. Let's just hope things starting to clear. Shanahan's this great offensive mind. We've got a great quarterback. I mean, I might be premature in saying that from what I've said, sample size that I've seen so far. He certainly looks like a great quarterback to me. We've got weapons on the offense. It's it's time now to. Let's start putting some numbers on the board. Let's start, you know, let's start making a bit of noise. I know there's a lot of people, I mean, the odds on us to win the Super Bowl. And I think there is a lot of expectation for this team. But let's show them it's deserved. That's what I reckon. It's about time that we start putting up some decent numbers. And it's going to be very difficult against the number one defence in the league from last season. But what a statement it would be if we could go out and put up. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to start putting score lines out there, but if we could put up some decent numbers. You've just raised a good point, Nathaniel. We spent so long berating and moaning about our offensive line. I'm talking about me here because it was the absolute bane of my life. Do we think that it's going to be a massive turnaround and we're going to have an actual strong offensive line? Do we, do we think we're going to see Jimmy protected or do we think we're going to see him do what he does very well, which is scramble, make throws on the run. Um, I mean, I've touched down from last year sticks in my mind when he threw that absolute bullet into the midriff of the wide receiver. Can't remember who it was, but that play. Um, I mean, that's been replayed on NFL Network time and time again because of his vision and him doing going through his read throughs. Meanwhile, he was back pedaling, side pedaling, left and right. He's got that great attribute. But do we think we're going to see him protected? What do you think, Cap? I was really excited about the addition of McGlinchey to the line and the, yeah. And the way that, again, I'm, I'm all about mentorship, but you know, part of that is just ingrained in me, but the way that um, Joe Staley has just, you know, 
taken him as a partner and i mean they they there is definitely a really good connection there and when you have a a a right side guy and a left side guy that have have that kind of connection you are are going in the right direction to have those two ends you know covered um i think the middle might be a, a question mark um but you know what if if jimmy wants to run i'm gonna let him run because you know that boy can make plays i have not been this in love with a a quarterback since steve young so i mean this is really really exciting for me because i i am just really amped up to see what jimmy can do this season with a full season after having an entire off season with the playbook and with shanahan I love the chemistry between him and and Keese. He and Marquise Goodwin have obviously built a really strong relationship, and and Uzcheck, Kyle Uzcheck as well. I, I'm with you. I'm curious to see how it goes with with Garcon, but Garcon is much older, so you know he's the he's the elder statesman. Uh, d- how much more does he have left in the tank, or is it time to hand it over to to Keese? But in terms of protection, to get back to your original question, sorry, I digressed. I think we're in a, a little bit better position than we were last year. I still have concerns about the defense. Yeah, yeah I think you're. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's the center. It's the middle that that worries me. It was a strange one with the trade that went. Well, we traded him, didn't we? And then we got Rich, uh, Rich, Richburg, Western Richburg, and we've got uh, Magnus. That that is the area on the offensive line that concerns me. But I I think we were in a, we we were definitely in a better position than we was. Um, was it Eric? Who was that? Was it Eric Pearson? No, we've got Pearson. Mike Pearson's our right guard now. But there was Eric Pearson or Eric. The, do you remember the, the possibly the worst offensive lineman I've seen since I've been watching the NFL. He's no longer on our team. I think we we're in a we are in a better position. But like you say, McGlinchey. And Joe Staley, that I've enjoyed watching what's going on with him. Like I say, he calls him dad, which I think is nice. I don't, know, I don't know how much Joe Staley appreciates that. But I think it's work in progress. I, th- I think it's work in progress. I think we'll see certain players that are playing in a couple of those positions possibly not be on the team like the following year. We depends how we draft. But hey... In terms of the offensive line that we've got now, it's a lot better than the offensive line that we had. So the Niners have opened as a six-point underdogs for the game. Currently, of course, we are recording on a Wednesday. Um, You know, who knows when this will drop, Friday maybe. So uh, there could be changes. But what do you guys think? What do you think the outcome is going to be? Let's throw our – Bonnie wants our predictions. Let's get our predictions out there right now. I don't think we're going to win. I think it's a process. Brick by brick, I think it's. I think it's going to be an entertaining game, but we we are facing a team that's, from my understanding, there hasn't been too many changes on that team except for the quarterback. I think we know. I mean, Shanahan knows about him, um, so that might go in our favour. But I think we're going to have a narrow. I think we're going to have a frustrating field goal loss. That's my thing. I think we're going to lose on a three point. I think we're going to lose by three points. I really hope I'm wrong, though. I'm really excited about the season. And it feels bad to predict against us in the first... I think I'm trying to dampen my own expectations because last year, this time last year, we all know I was very excited, got a bit carried away. Um, And I won't go into my season prediction yet because I've done that too early last year as well. I will give you it eventually, but uh, I think we're going to open up with a very narrow loss with a lot to learn, um, a lot of positives, and a lot... 
yeah, a lot to learn and a lot of positives as well. So we're going to have some positives, some negatives. I think we're going to have a narrow three-point loss. Hope I'm wrong. Hope it's the other way around. I think it's going to be a close game. I Unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with James. I don't think we're going to, um, unfortunately, uh, win this one. I think it's going to be a real close game. <laughs> Um, just because of you know, just because of their their team and and how they are, um, the addition of you know, getting Kirk Cousins has probably in a sense, arguably stepped up their their offense a little bit more um, than what it what it had previously. Uh, so I think that it's go- it's going to be a close game, but yeah, I I I believe that. If I had to give a score, I reckon it'll be something like 26 to 23. <laughs> I think that's the scoreline I would have gone with. said I wasn't going to give a scoreline, but I agree with Nathaniel. I think that's going to be the scoreline. Here we go. So, okay, all of my realist talk. Now I've got to put my, uh, my two cents in. I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think we have the potential to win the game. I don't think we will, unfortunately. I think if we win, we will win by a point. But I honestly, I, I, I think we, I think you're right. I think we're going to lose by a field goal. But I think it'll be like a 15-12 game. So we posted in the Facebook Niner Empire GB group uh, to get some questions. And I had done a post a while ago. And I saved a question from that. Uh, Simon Holdsworth asks, Jimmy Ward, move to safety or move on? Jimmy is currently listed as the second left cornerback behind Richard Sherman. I put my trust in the coaches. They know where to play him. As for Simon, he's moved to safety or move on. Uh, I think if we was going to move on, we would have done. Doesn't mean we're not going to at the end of the season. But I trust in the coaches. They, Like I've said before, they see these guys in practice every single day. They know where his strengths are. So if they've listed him as a cornerback, they must feel that he's more suited to cornerback than safety. But hey, I'm all four players being versatile. I'm all four players being, you know, good enough to play more than one position. I think it's it's a credit to a player if a player can do that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to expect from Jimmy Ward. He's he's been he's been okay, hasn't he? Since since he's been with us, he's been okay. I can't really get too excited. He's had. He's done good things. Um, I've also seen him get frustratingly beat. Um, so I'll put the trust in the coaching staff. And so I know it's, it's probably a poor answer, Simon. I apologise. But I think if we were going to move on, they would have done. Um, and I think if they're going to list him as a cornerback, they know better than me. So keep him a cornerback if you want If you want a, a full answer. I don't think anybody's job is really, really that safe. And, and to be honest, I, I think that... I don't think at this stage they, they should be moving on. I think it's kind of an, an adaptive piece of art, really. You just don't know what's going to happen in a few weeks' time. And, and you know, as I say, I think that from from a play, playing perspective, I, I, I'm kind of mirroring what James is saying. I don't think, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's trusted as a cornerback and everything. If he's moved to safety, I guess it's dependent on uh, the scheme that, um, you know, kind of Shanahan... Um, creates with um, the defensive coach. It's it's just going to be interesting to see, and I think obviously it's taking into um, consideration some of the other players and that. So I, I think you know it, it is going to be an evolving kind of um, piece of uh, 
art if you like I know I don't know why I'm making comparisons to art tonight but um, <laughs> I think that it's obviously it's kind of you know it's kind of building building that you know in a sense brick by brick and it's seeing what what works in 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 those kind of positions and everything so I I I don't think at this stage we should be moving on. I think obviously J Jimmy has played some, you know, he's played football with us for 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 a while. I think we just need to sort of see, you know, how it how it goes really th throughout the whole season because it can't just be based on on right now. Cat, I'm all for moving him to safety. Uh, we had much success with that back in I believe it was 93 and 94 when we moved a corner by the name of Merton Hanks to strong safety and yeah we all know how that worked out <laughs> I keep going back to that team sorry that was you know glory days what can you say I think I think he has value I think he has talent and I I tend to agree with you. We need to see what Shan how Shanahan is going to utilize him and where he's going to shine at. So, But again, I am open to moving him to safety. I, it, it could open up the field for him more. Uh, Simon also asks, who's going to get the majority of the workload at running back with McKinnon on IR, Morris or Breda? Okay. Yeah, it's going to be pretty even. No, I think it's going to be pretty even. I think, that, like I said, I touched on it earlier, Breda is going to be used more as a solid running back and I think they're going to use Morris in the packages they would have used McKinnon in um, in terms of um, a running back who can catch out the backfield I don't think they're going to just suddenly remove a load of players out of the playbook because we lose one running back um, it's just the yeah, same old story next man up uh, I think in terms of pass catching it'll be Morris in terms of pure running it'll be Breda and hey let's hope Breda has a breakout season that people were excited when we drafted this guy and he's kind of been stuck behind behind someone and then we brought McKinnon so he's you know he's down that depth chart again um but now he finds himself you know at the top of the depth chart let's hope he you know he, he fights to stay there so they drafted this guy um for a reason so yeah in short I think it's going to be fairly even depends on the player's call I think Brady's going to have a um a good season this season I think he's going to have probably a breakout season to be honest I th you know he's been in the um scheme um, Shanahan's scheme um, in terms of you know what what he can do and, and that so it, it will be sort of um, interesting to see what 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 sort of happens um, obviously uh, it, it'll be it's hard to know you know how, how it's going to go but I think you know he's definitely got I mean seeing him in some of what you know the the brick by brick documentaries that have been on YouTube. Watching him in one of the first ones and the way that he was, some of the stuff that he was doing, it was just you know it was insane. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how how you know how it all goes for for the rest of the season. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I like Breda and I think he's going to have a really. I think he's probably going to have more more production. I think Breda is going to be the one who does the pounding of the ball up the field. Absolutely, but I also think he is going to be more of the receivers running back than the receiving running back than Morris would be. Morris did not have that much production in uh, Minnesota, was it Minnesota last year out of the backfield as a receiver. So basically an unknown quantity. We've seen him in what one game, two games, one game. And it was preseason. He doesn't know the playbook the way Breda does. I think Breda is going to be the one who will carry the majority of the workload at running back. I think Morris will fill in where needed. I could see him on short yardage situations. 
and I think if we're talking about receiving running backs, I think you're going to see use check be used in that in that point. And I think the the second half of that question of his question is how do we see that affecting Shanahan's scheme? And I'm just going to jump in and say I think in terms of affecting the scheme, that running back that'll be catching the ball is going to be your fullback is going to be use check. I'll say use check is a is more of a a pattern. But then again. First, I'm all for versatile players. I mean, we've seen him catch before, so yeah, you, it doesn't scare me too much to think that Juszczyk could be the one running out the backfield catching the ball. He's a big, strong guy. I think he's he'd be a possession receiver, like you say, short. I think can't. I, let's just put this. I can't see Juszczyk catching out the backfield and going on for a 50-yard touchdown. I don't think he's quite got that in his locker. But to get us, you know, I don't know anywhere between. <laughs> three yards, ten yards, maybe, you know, we could see him go on a little run, but yeah, I, I can see that. I, I think it's exciting. We're going to see how these players are used. Yeah, okay, let's give you something to think about. I'd, I've kind of, no, you're right. in my mind, I kind of forgot about the juice. But no, yeah, it also fills me a bit more confidence with with him blocking for Brader. It's intriguing. Uh, and then Steve Panda Richardson asks, will we make the playoffs or just miss out? We will have our predictions later. I think we could sneak a wild card. I do, but no, I think we'll just miss out. I think it may be a season too soon for us. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong again, but I think we'll just miss out. Just. I I think that we'll we we will. I think we will make the playoffs. I think we're going to just sneak that wild card. I think we're going to miss. I think we'll get close. I, I'm being the realist here. I've done the rah-rah. Let's be positive for too long. I'm going to sit back and watch, but I think I think we're going to miss out. I think we're getting closer, though. I think we're going to have a really good season. I think everyone's going to be pleased at the, the progress the team has made. But, yeah, I think we're just going to miss out. Uh, Richard Burley. Hi, Richard. We want you on the show. Um he asks, what are your our chances if, when Jimmy gets injured? Oh, bite your tongue. In other words, how bad are the QBs past Jimmy? Oh, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that at all. That, for me, that's the worst thing that can happen to us this season. That is, for me, if that happens, I don't expect to win many more games from that point. If... If yeah, I don't expect to win many more games. If Jimmy goes down from that point, uh, I don't. I wouldn't expect to win more than another game or two, possibly. But Bethard really hasn't done anything. I know we spoke. It's only pre. It was only pre-season, but I haven't heard anything real positive about Bethard. Um, other than I think it's his grandfather picking up uh, going him going to the Hall of Fame to watch his grandfather. I think that's that's the only positive story I've seen relating to CJ Beathard in this off season, which is really worrying. Um, and I, when I saw in again only preseason, but Nick Mullins looked a more capable quarterback than Beathard did. I do I feel a bit. Before we had Jimmy, a lot was put on his shoulders, and um, I think it's had an effect on him. I do, but I don't want to don't want to even think about that being a possibility. I really really pray for the sake of our team for the coaching staff for everyone that jimmy garoppolo stays fit even i mean even if there's that shadow of a 
doubt, you know, that he's always got a bit of a niggle, get him out of there, just get him out there, throw Bedford in for a few series if it means, do you know what I mean? I would happily sacrifice a second half of a game or something to keep him. He's so vital to everything we're going to do this season going forward. He's Mr. Franchise. I think they call him Franchise, don't they? He doesn't like that, but they call him Franchise. Um, pretty much the same as James, to be honest. I think that we're, you know, if 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 if, if the worst, you know, thing, you know, if happens, touch wood. I am touching wood right now. If it, you know, if something happens, then you know, Beth goes in. I think we're not really gonna have. It's just based on the the performance from the preseason. You know, this guy is, you know, he's supposed to be our backup quarterback. He's played um, one season um, in, in Shanahan's system. So I think, yeah, I, I, you should have, you know, in terms of what I, I think from a production standpoint, I think really, considering it was pre-season, I, I did actually expect a little bit more from Bethard. As I say, I, I, yeah, I'm not. Hopefully it won't. And, you know, we can hopefully Jimmy GQ will go through the whole of the um, of the season. But um, yeah, um, I, if 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 Jimmy goes down, then we 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 I think we're not going to have much much sort of in terms of uh, production from quarterback. Well, then let's hope that Jimmy does not go down. All right, guys, so it's time for our favorite game. We're going to play the two-minute drill. Are you ready? I've got two minutes on the clock. James, will Jimmy GQ be as productive as he was at the end of last year? Yes. Nathaniel, who will be his number one receiver? Uh, I think uh, we've already covered it, but I think Marcus Goodwin's going to be the number one receiver. Um, obviously, he's got that um, experience of playing him, playing with him already, and I just think, yeah, from a standpoint, he's going to he's going to produce. So yeah, Marquis. And then he'll surprise us all by going to use check. Um, <laughs> discipline and penalties have been an ongoing issue for the team in recent years. Will Shanahan be able to get the team to play smart this year? No. I think it's going to be a continued point of frustration. It has been for me, not even just with this regime before it, for about five years. It's one of the things I've got with our team, but unfortunately I think we're going to be frustrated again. Nathaniel, do you feel the front office has addressed the on-field issues the team has had in the past? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, James, what will be the one thing you are looking forward to this season? Football. Okay. Nathaniel, given that Sherman is returning from an Achilles injury, what impact do you expect from him this season? Oh, he's going to have a huge impact in terms of from a, a coach, you know, if not playing field coaching perspective. Awesome. We have four seconds left. Good job. So now we've gotten to the point where it's time for our season predictions. What do you think the Niners record will be at the end of the year? We're going to have a good season. I think we we will uh, we're, we're gonna win at least eight games this season. Ah, oh, you're gonna do this to me in the first show. <laughs> I wanna I wanna watch this before I judge. Oh yeah, eight and eight. But if Jimmy goes down, a lot less. But yeah, eight and eight. Oh, you're both going eight and eight, huh? I, I'm gonna say a little bit more. I'm probably gonna say something like I, I'm feeling a little bit over optimistic, but I think we're gonna go ten. What do you think, Kat? I'm intrigued at this. I would. I would love to see 10 and 6, but I am expecting 7 and 9. But it's hard it's hard not to at the beginning of the season when you have all these new players and you know it, it, an additional year with the same head coach and the same scheme and the playbook and the players getting to know each other and you know you, you get wrapped up in that excitement because it is it's all new it's starting over everybody's on the same page they're all 0 and 0 you know 
So it's, I, I have to keep the realist going at this point because I've been way too disappointed in the last few years. Well, that's it for our show today. I think we've covered it. Um, thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Mark Kant, Andrew Mitchell, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and the show. Apologies to anyone I have missed. Just PM me and I will add you to the list. I want to make sure that everybody who helps, participates, is on the show, gets the credit that they deserve because this couldn't happen without you. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure to check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also contact us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. And if you would like to be involved in the show in any way, please just let us know. We are always looking for members to help or appear on the show. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Season's here. Football's back. Let's go. (laughs) On behalf of Nathaniel James and James Little, I am Kat Victorino. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye for now.